of the living geek. Moshi Moshi, and welcome to episode number 38 of Super Zagoy Cast. I'm Justin. And I'm Alex. This week, we are going to continue with our discussion of Yuri on Ice. Episodes 7 through 12 of 12. What? What? Of 12. Which, yeah, of 12 of 12. Normally, we don't have shows <laughs> that just end with 12 episodes. They kind of keep going and going and going. Not this time. No, not this time. Maybe for season two. Uh, Yeah, which I really look forward to. If you guys are interested in watching it, you can find it on Crunchyroll, Funimation, or Anime Planet. The plot follows Yuri, a Japanese ice skater who fails out of the Grand Prix. Now, with his idol Victor coaching him, he battles his way to the top for the next Grand Prix. There's three main characters. There's Yuri Katsuki, who is the name, the main character. Victor Nikiforov, which is his coach, and the rival Yuri Plisetsky, which we will refer to as Yurio. That's how they refer to him in the anime. Which is funny because he's like, I hate it, but they still do it anyway. Yeah. Even Yuri calls Yurio Yurio. When we last left off, Yuri had made it to the Cup of China, and we see his best performance yet in his short program, which really was really, 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 really good. His free skate round was coming up, and we were kind of wondering how it was going to go. So Yuri's super nervous for the short program, and he can't handle the pressure. He's, like, super freaking out, and Victor takes him outside, and he he accidentally makes him cry because he doesn't know how to deal with... The stress, yeah. yeah. Well, he doesn't know how to deal with Yuri's emotion, Mm -hmm. basically. Yeah. And so he jokes and is like, oh, if you don't make it to the top three, I'm going to quit being your coach, and Yuri just, like, starts crying, and he's like, like, ah, man. (laughs) That was not the way to go. So he fixes that. And um, after composing himself, Yuri goes up and performs the short program. And at the end, he does Victor's signature move at the end. Mm -hmm. And Victor was so happy and excited that he did it. And it looked great. He ran up and it looks like he kisses Yuri, but their mouths are covered by their arms. So we don't actually get to see if it happened, if it actually happened or not. Based on their like relationship from the first six episodes and how these episodes were going... I almost want to guarantee that it did happen. Yeah. Well, I think it did too, but like they make it so questionable. It's like, well, maybe it didn't because they just keep it like there's a lot of tension. Yeah. But nothing actually really happens until this one thing. And then, like I said, their mouths are obscured. So you can't actually see if that's what happens or Mm -hmm. not. But I think it did. Yeah. I think it did. I think there's more to the relationship than the show's leading on. I think so too. Or at least I just like to think so, maybe. Yeah. So Yuri ends up coming in second place, and he makes it to the next step, which is the Rostelecom Cup in Russia. He does really well there, but Victor ends up having to leave before it's over because his dog gets a medical emergency, and Yuri's like, well, I remember what happened when my dog got sick, and, you know, you need to go and be there with Mm -hmm, your dog. You mm -hmm. know, you're going to regret it if you don't. So Yuri has to do the free skate by himself, and because of this, he ends up landing in fourth place in the competition. But he still gets a spot in the final Grand Prix in Barcelona. Which is awesome. Yeah, he like, he really skimmed by. Yeah, but but, I mean, he got there between the two competitions that he needed to succeed in. He did well enough that he's placed. So we get to go see him in Barcelona. So when they're in Barcelona, he's, he's back with Victor again. And Yuri ends up buying Victor a set of rings for his birthday. And he keeps one of them as a good luck charm. 
So Victor ends up joking that they're engagement rings, and a lot of the other people, the other skaters in the competition, take it that way too. And they're mm-hmm. like, oh, I didn't know you guys were a thing, you know? And Yurio kind of gets jealous. Because of it, in the short program, Yurio comes in first. Yeah, his routine was amazing. It really was, yeah. It was the best that we've seen out of him. Mm-hmm. And then Yuri ends up making it again in fourth place. He kind of stumbled a little bit in his short. Yeah. Like, it was really good, but he knew he was going to have to push himself to do higher rated tricks. And in doing so, he still did okay, but, like, he didn't land everything as much as he should have. And that right. kind of cost him. But we still have his free skate coming up. So, like, it kind of has to put that on there. Like, oh, uh, he stumbled. Can he recover? Yuri ends up telling Victor after the finals he doesn't want to be Victor's student anymore because of the way that he sees Victor looking at the other skaters. Mm-hmm. He he's wants, very jealous. Yeah, and he wants Victor to return to skating because he's like, I can see it. That's what you want to be doing. Mm-hmm. So Victor gets really emotional and they both get upset at each other and they just kind of decide to talk about it once the finals are over. And they're just kind of being weird with, around each other. Mm-hmm. But Yuri ends up performing the free skate flawlessly and he even breaks Victor's world record. Yep. So he ended up channeling all of that weird energy. Like that rage in a sense. Yeah. And he made it work. Victor decides to go back to competitive skating. And Yuri places silver in the entire... Um, he, in the end of the Grand Prix. He gets yeah, silver. Yeah, the Grand Prix. There and you his go. whole thing was he promised Victor he would get gold. And obviously he didn't. He got silver. Right. So it kind of makes you think like he didn't get it. So he's got to stay. And he tells Victor that he's going to compete for one more year. So at the end, during like one of the extra little exhibition Mm -hmm. things for the Grand Prix, Victor and Yuri perform a skating pair of one of Victor's routines, which was pretty cool to see. Mm Because it was like, oh, they're doing it together now, you know? Yeah. Like they've kind of made up in a way. And Victor wants to keep training Yuri. So Yuri moves to Russia to train and compete with both Victor and Yurio. And Yurio's kind of changed his mm-hmm. way about everybody too. And they're kind of like, at first he hated him and then he kind of was like, oh, okay, I can deal with this. So they weren't friends, but they were friendly. They're, I they're guess you frenemies could say. in a sense. Yeah, like, they're frenemies. They're, they're both going to push each other to do bigger, better things. And that's how it always works with frenemies and Sasuke and Naruto. They yeah. they hate each other, well, but they're, they're friends, rivals. and then they became frenemies. Yeah, rivals. Yeah, they're rivals. But they still are friendly with each other. Overall, I thought the show was really great. It had a good amount of story. It was paced very well for 12 episodes. It was really funny, and I loved all the animation for it. Yeah, well, my thing, I enjoyed it too for the most part, but honestly, I got a little bit bored with the skating because it was the same two routines over and over again. It See, was that like, didn't bother me as much. Well, I guess just for me, because it was like seeing the, seeing him get better and progress with these two things. Mm-hmm. I guess because I'm not huge on ice skating, it wasn't enough of a difference for me to be like, oh, okay, he nailed that one this time and blah, 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 blah. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It was just the same thing over and over again with slight variations. Mm-hmm. So I was just kind of like, well, he's still doing it though. I mean, I get where you're coming from, but like I said, that didn't bother you as much because I got to see the progression, and that's some of the things I enjoy. Right. I like seeing things get better and better, and I love, like, training montages and animes and stuff because the outcome of it's always really cool. But I at first thought, you know, okay, it's an ice skating anime. I don't know if I'm going to like it, and then my misinterpretation of what Yuri meant. Yeah. Um. So I was kind of like, eh, I went into it really hesitating. But in the end, I really ended up loving this anime. It's probably one of my favorites. Oh, real? Wow. That's, yeah. I like, didn't realize that. It's short and sweet. Um, I would look forward to season two, but 
yeah, it was funny. Like, there's a lot of good humor to it. Yeah. And it was drawn really well. I do agree. I, I enjoyed the animation a lot, even with the rotoscoping. Mm-hmm. Um, it blended well enough, you know. Yeah. It didn't It didn't stand out to make you go, oh, what is this? But, you know, but I, I thought it was good. Yeah. And, like, I, I don't know necessarily what it what the style is called, but I love, like, the, the random chibi forms. And, like, you'll see them having a conversation and, like, he messes up and gets embarrassed. And there's, like, a little side bubble that pops up with, like, jagged lines yeah. in his head. Like, in chibi form, making, like, the, oh, crap face. Like, right. stuff like that, I'm sure, is an actual actual style of anime it, it's probably yeah it's probably called something but i love that because i think it's funny like yeah. to see those extra little thoughts and things like that and i love seeing them in mangas and whatnot so i liked that a lot about sailor moon when i was when mm-hmm. i first watched it that was one of the things that really drew me to it also because yeah. it makes it more fun like exactly you said. and that's one of the reasons why i think i loved one punch man so much so cool in the animation that way it's serious but it's not so serious that it's serious <laughs> yeah so anyway if you're looking for just a quick sh- fun anime something to kill some time you guys could probably easily watch this series in like a day yeah two if you want to stretch it out a little bit it's really fun it's something that's not a hindrance in terms of time like you will enjoy it although i would say the one thing i wish they would have explained a little bit more about the ice skating like for all the other animes the baseball basketball etc they take too much time explaining mm-hmm. everything and then with this obscure sport, ice skating, where not everybody knows a whole lot about it, they didn't explain anything. So I kind of wish they would have delved into it just a smidge. I mean, I see what you're saying, but like... Just a little, because I didn't understand. We had to look up what the different jumps were. Well, yeah, but like, this one wasn't necessarily about the ice skating in and of itself. Like, yes, the show was about ice skating. It's more about Yuri as a character and Yuri's growing confidence with Victor and Yurio. Yeah. So I don't think they explained it because that wasn't the focus. Well, I guess. I don't know. I quite enjoyed it, and if we were to start rating shows, I'd give this one easily like a 9 out of 10. Wow. That's that's really high. Like Four and for a half me, stars. I would give it like a 7. Okay. So not bad, but not my favorite. Yeah. I ended up seeing a trailer, because I get a lot of like Netflix emails saying like, hey, this show's come out, or this show's coming out. Here's a new season. Well, I got an email saying that there was a trailer for the netflix death note series which we've kind of been excited about because death note was very good exactly and we were like a lot of the netflix shows are really good too Mm -hmm. and so we hadn't really we we knew that they were going to make it but we knew nothing else about it so now that the trailer finally came out we were like oh we gotta watch it you know yeah the trailer released on march 22nd it's a little different than I thought yeah, it was going to be. you know, like, if we want to discuss, like, with The Great Wall, with Matt Damon being the lead character yeah. in an all-Chinese film, and, like, how people said it was whitewashing, but even though it wasn't about necessarily a lead Chinese person being taken over by a white person, this, in my eyes, ends up kind of looking like it's a whitewash because it's a white cast and it's based out of Portland. Yeah, as opposed to so, a Japanese character being set in Tokyo. Exactly, so... <laughs> It's either going to be Death Note. Like a version of Death Note. Yeah, like a version of Death Note. It's yeah. not going to be an exact replica in the sense. Because right. the fact that they made it an all-white cast and set in Portland just doesn't make sense in terms because of what they're it talking, should be. Yeah, they're talking about Death Gods, Shinigami. How yeah. are they going to explain that? Like, exactly. What are you going to call him? He's like, a Death God. Those, mm-hmm. those don't exist in, in the other culture. In American culture, they don't exist. So, like, I'm not going to bash it because almost anything Netflix does is actually really good for the most part. Right. And even when they're not great, 
It's still, still interesting. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't imagine they would destroy Death Note yeah. because of how good it is exactly. in general. But it's also just like I feel like they just made strange decisions. Yeah, exactly. And that's that's my thoughts on yeah. it as well. Either way, to kind of get back on it, the trailer looked really good. There were certain things that kind of questioned about the trailer. Obviously, things are going to be different than how it was in the anime itself. They definitely made it look more action packed than yeah. the anime itself is. It, the anime is very thought provoking. It's more intellectual. Yeah, trying you know? to understand his There's strategy. Suspense. And the, the, the suspense between the battles between L and um, Light. Light, thank you. I want to say white, but I'm like, no, he's not white. It's light. <laughs> but yeah, like in the intellectual battle between the two, the, the light and the dark sides of it, right? Yeah. This didn't seem that way. This seemed way more action-packed and like it's going to be different for sure. But we'll see how different when it finally comes out. Yes, so they we didn't, are definitely going to watch it. They didn't give us a release date for Death Note. They just said sometime this year. Mm-hmm. So- On another note, a... But, an- not, but not a Death Note. No, but it does do with names. It... It does do with names, but they're not written in a notebook. Well, well, okay. So anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah, let's go. Let's let's move on. Just move, move <laughs> I, into I it. Move it. into it. Anyway, yeah, that's all right. So one of the biggest movies in Japan of last year is coming to the U.S. theaters. So this is an anime called Your Name, and Funimation Films is bringing it starting April seventh. So the plot is two complete strangers end up switching bodies in their dreams. And they start to communicate through notes and messages trying to figure out who each other are mm-hmm. because they realize that this is happening. Like, they'll wake up and they'll be like, wait, was that a dream? And they'll be like, wait, but I was in somebody else's body. And then they start to realize that it was actually happening. So they're trying to figure out how to get in touch with each other without being in the dream states. Okay, interesting. So in a sense, it's kind of like, what's that movie with Lindsay Lohan and... Oh, Freaky Friday? Yeah. Yeah. Kind of yeah. like that. Except that they know each other because they're... Yeah, the mo- mother yeah. and daughter. But yeah, my point. So... Yeah, it's kind of okay. like Freaky Friday. Got it. But they're trying to find each other mm-hmm. and it ends up being... It seems like it's going to be somewhat sentimental. I don't know, just the way that the trailer looked. So mm-hmm. we'll put a link to the trailer and the website so you can try to find a theater near you that's playing it. But it looks good, you know, and the fact that it was the number one movie in Japan last year, it even outgrossed Spirited Away, which was the number one um, moneymaker in Japan. But this weekend, we have Ghost in the Shell coming out. So we're going to try to make it out to see that. I don't think we're going to try. We're going to. Okay. Well, good, because I really want to see it. But we're going to make our way out to see that this weekend. And if anybody else goes to see it, drop us some notes and tell us how you liked it, what your thoughts were compared to the original, and etc. I'm scared it's not going to do the anime justice. Like the, right. ju- the anime itself for me wasn't like the best. Like it was good. It was your kind of first introduction to showing me an older style anime and and whatnot. But like, yeah. I don't know how this movie's going to do because for me, from what I remember about the anime and what I'm seeing in this movie, some of it's not matching up. Oh, what? No. If you if you put the two trailers side by side, it's basically the same thing. I guess we'll just have to see when I go watch it. I think you probably just don't remember it. Yeah, I guess maybe we'll have to try to watch the anime. Yeah. Again, before we go see the movie. Yeah. Um. Or right. we could watch the anime after we see the movie. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that way I don't compare too, too much. Right. Okay. Um. Well, I do know that there is one thing that was different from the anime to the movie. When she goes invisible, she's not completely nude. That is true. And, you know, for obvious reasons, they didn't do that. But I do not mind at all the skin. Yeah, the skin suit that she's wearing. I think that's pretty cool. Although, um, going back real quick on the note of whitewashing and stuff, Mm -hmm. like with this, I think it's okay 
that she's an American character. Well, that she's American, I guess I should say. And that Bato is also a, an American person mm-hmm. because, or I shouldn't say American because there are Asian Americans as well, but they're white. White. So yeah. because if you look at like the, the ring or the grudge when they redid those, mm-hmm. Sarah Michelle Geller, white girl, right? Yeah, yeah. But it wasn't the same story. It was like a different version of the same story. Yeah, yeah You know yeah. what I mean? But it still took place in Japan. It still took place in all these other things. Mm-hmm. It was just slightly modified. Okay. That I think is okay. Okay. So if they're going to do that with this, then I'm okay with it. All right. Well, we'll see when we go watch it. We mentioned last week in our episode that we were going to be going to D.C. for the weekend. We did. So we went to Washington, D.C. We did. you found out was in Virginia. I knew it was in Virginia. Was it your mom who didn't know it was in Virginia? Yeah, my mom didn't know it was in Virginia. Well, her mom didn't know it was in Virginia, but now <laughs> she does. Um, but we went there for the Sakura Festival. So we had done this previously when we went to San Francisco for the one there. Um, so we were like, well, let's go to D.C. because it's the closest one. Yeah. And we went and checked it out. It's not the closest one. To what we have now, technically, in terms of a festival. No, because last year we went to... Um, there wasn't a festival for it. There was a very small festival. Was there really? But it wasn't on the day that we went. It was a school festival. This festival started in 1854. Commodore Matthew Perry negotiated a friendship treaty with Japan. A campaign was started in 1885 to get cherry blossom trees to D.C. So again, it's another sharing between the two cultures, just like we saw when we went to the college in Ohio. Yep. And how the sister college is in Chiba? I think it was Chiba, yeah. Yeah, it, was, it so might have been. It's, it's neat to see how the cherry blossoms are so monumental between the two cultures. And the meaning is behind all of these trees. It's yeah. it's cool that they've done this mm-hmm. and they've, they've continued to do it. And not with just like the capital. There's other colleges and other places that do it as well. And yeah. the, the few Japan towns that we have left here in the States still try to have them. So in 1910, Tokyo originally gave us 2,000 trees. But when they came over, it turns out that they were diseased and they had to be burned. Well, luckily, it wasn't misinterpreted that right. they were trying to give us That's exactly tree. what I thought. Yeah. I was like, oh, no. Or like, the fact oh. that we burned them and it, like, destroyed their gift or, yeah, you know what like, I mean? They like, they didn't that realize they gave us some diseased and they're, we were like, we're going to burn your trees. And they're like, what the hell? That's another start yeah. war. Yeah. Yeah. That, that could have gone bad in so many ways. I'm sure when those trees came over, there was a representative and they were able to be like, yeah. oh, wow, we see something's obviously wrong with these trees. Yeah. So Tokyo gave another 3,000 trees, 12 varieties, to D.C. in 1912. That's over 100 years ago. Which is crazy. Those trees are over 100 years old. So on a quick tangent of our trip, I didn't realize there was multiple variations of a cherry blossom tree. And I only thought they were around the basin. And we did this giant loop, saw one or two kinds of trees, not realizing like the shape of how the trees are actually laid out. It's kind of like an ice cream cone. There's the yeah. basin. And then there's like a V-shape that goes downwards from that around the river. Yeah, the Potomac Park. Well, that was actually where all the other variations of these trees were. Yeah. So we ended up missing out on seeing some of those. The first two trees were planted by the U.S. First Lady Helen Taft and Japanese Ambassador's wife Iwa Chinda. I thought it was nice that it was the two, the Ambassador's wife and the First Lady. Mm -hmm. So it's like... One from each side of the cultures yeah. to share into it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Those two trees are actually still there, but they're just kind of like husks now. But what is what they do have now, because they're so old, mm-hmm. there is a little plaque that's right there. 
you know, these were the first two trees planted by these two people. Got it. hundred years ago, which That's, is crazy. Yeah. In uh, 1927, the first cherry blossom festival was held and grew until a several day event. In 1965, we accepted 3,800 more trees. Which is crazy because that brings the grand total up to 6,800. And I think those are probably the trees that they put around Tidal Basin. Mm. Because it's not the 12 varieties. It's yeah. just the single ones now. Yeah. And then in 1981, there was a flood in Japan. And so we extended back the friendship and we gave Japan cuttings from those trees to regrow all the ones that had been destroyed by the flood. So they gave us some, and in a way we kept them so safe, we were able to then redistribute it back to Japan. Yeah. Which is amazing. Right. Wow, that's really cool. Then in 1994, the festival grew to last two weeks. So since then, it's extended now to three weeks long, and there's over 50 different events. And the reason is because they try to coincide with the blooms and over 1.5 million visitors. Now the cherry blossoms, they're only in full bloom for a couple of days. Mm -hmm. And it takes about two weeks for them to get to full bloom from the buds. So that's a very short window of time to yep. try to create a festival. So it's like, well, let's have it for this extended amount of time. That way, at least at some point during that time, mm -hmm. the trees will be in bloom. See, okay. Um... I didn't really get a festival-esque type thing when we were there. I completely agree with you, and that's because the day before we actually got to the park was when they had the opening ceremony. But the opening ceremony shouldn't take away from the festival. Right. No, I agree. And this is also the weird thing, too. There were 50 events, like I said, but most of them are spread out over the three-week period and they're in several locations mm. there are only a few actually at the blossoms themselves so like they had several events at different smithsonian museums they had oh, several at different theaters okay. and stuff like that they that even had some sense. yeah when we went to chinatown mm -hmm. they had an event there that i didn't even know about okay. where you could view different kinds of kimonos and have kimono or they were having uh lectures about the kimonos okay and talking about the heritage so of kimonos then they need to have a better like information booth yes to provide you with the days and the times and the events and where their locations are at and maybe we missed that or maybe we didn't have it at all but because like compared to the san one francisco. in san francisco yeah there was a lot going on for that whole weekend well, yeah and it was the full street the street was closed down yeah and there was just booths up and down the entire street there was food there was learning events there was little things about everything else there was right. taiko drums and dances performances and there's just a lot more going on, I felt like, exactly. with that one. Yeah. No, I was disappointed because I didn't understand the layout mm -hmm. of the festival either. And like Justin was saying, we got there and we're like, well, where is everything? Mm -hmm. There's Oh, there's tents all the way down that way. Okay. Let's walk all the way down that way. We get there and a third of all the booths were information desks. And yep. it was like, okay, so... And then there's only like two things of like food venues and then there's like one random small stage for music. And it was like, what is this event? Like, I get you're trying to celebrate these trees that are right here, but not enough to make it right. an actual thing in my mind. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I feel like there should have been more stuff going on in mm -hmm. the park. Or maybe there was stuff in the park, which was further down from Tidal Basin. Yeah. And then we just didn't go that far to see it. I yeah, don't know, but it was hard to figure out because we didn't understand it. Yeah, we'll go back again in the future, I'm sure. And yeah. Now that we have a better understanding, we'll, we'll figure it out. Bottom line, it was nice, 
but it was definitely not what I was expecting. No, I was expecting an event, not just... With a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so it was more just, we got to see the trees, and that was cool. Yeah. And honestly, I think I prefer the trees right when they're about to die, because that's when they're the pinkest. Mm-hmm. And I think that's very pretty. Full bloom trees being... White. Wow. It's pretty. I don't like it as much. Yeah. Because it's kind of plain. Yeah. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Um, and to me, like, cherry blossoms, your my mind goes directly to, like, a red or a pink because cherry, you know? Yeah. And, uh... Well, all the stickers and things and, that yeah. they give out are always pink. And all the interpretations of it are pink as well, exactly. Yeah. If you're planning on going, make sure to do a lot of research. Now, the thing was, I wanted to do research to figure out where everything mm-hmm. was and stuff beforehand, but there really wasn't information available. Unfortunately. So, it was kind of like, you get there and you kind of just have to figure it out as you, get, you there. get there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, just know that there is over nine miles of cherry blossom trees, mainly near Tidal Basin and the East Potomac Park. Yeah. And like I said, if you look at a map, it's basically a, an ice cream cone. Yeah, basically. It, it, it starts at a viewpoint and spreads out and then goes to a round Tidal Basin. And that's like your ice cream sitting on top of it. There are 50 events, but they're spread out over three weeks in many locations. So not most of them are at the trees like we were saying. So just be aware. <laughs> look around. Yeah. Do whatever kind of research. I'm sure if you do more like actual spot placing research, they'll have it more so than if you're trying to look up just cherry blossom. So yeah. look up like the Smithsonian, see what their event schedules are, and you'll see when they're having their part of the cherry blossom. I'm sure will help out a lot more. And it, it is nice though because it seems like the entire city kind of chips in a little bit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like everywhere we went, the the different stores and stuff had like stickers in the window and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, the airport so. had stuff for it. Yeah, and some of the stores, like you're saying, had a lot of stuff for it too. So yeah, we went to go eat and they had stickers on their window for it. And we were like, oh, okay, yeah. that's cool. You know, they weren't actually doing anything. No, but they but were just still. celebrating in their own way. Yeah, so. it, it was nice to see that it's something that the city definitely partakes in yeah and i definitely don't regret going it was nice. no it was a great trip and i mean besides the fact we went there for the trip awesome it was great to see all of the amazing structures and history in dc and the capital of the united states we have plenty of photos which you will see when we post them up and if you want to see those photos make sure you check us out at super cast on facebook twitter instagram youtube and also twitch and then you can subscribe rate and review us on itunes soundcloud and google play music uh, make sure to send us messages at superzugoycast at gmail.com, especially if you guys happen to go to these events or go see Ghost in the Shell. Yeah. Check out our shirts and other stuff at notlg.spreadshirt.com. And uh, make sure to check out Night of Living Geeks, our host network at notlg.com. And one last thank you to Alex Barroza for our music. Check the link for more. Bye. Bye. of the living peak.